So, tonight, my message this evening is entitled, Let Your Light So Shine. And this particular um, message is not popular. It's not popular because we know from the Word of God that men hate light because their deeds were evil. And nowadays, when we take a look at what's going on in today's world, you try to be a light in this dark world, people are going to hate you for it. And we see that there are churches that don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear sin. They don't want to hear this or that. They want to hear, let's have your best life now. Ooh, kind of loud. But the truth of the matter is, the Christian life is not a garden full of roses it's a tough life and it's a tough life because the moment that you become a christian that's born again sealed and regenerated you have a target on your back because the devil does not want anybody coming to christ the devil knows he has a short time and he wants to try to drag as many people with him to hell as much as possible. But it's not God's will for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. Amen? <clears throat> so, uh, if you have your Bibles with you, turn with me to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, and we're going to read from verse 16, and we're going to go all over the place. I got a lot of scripture. Again, that was Matthew chapter 5 and verse 16. Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. And uh, while you guys are turning there, just really quickly. Let's see something here real quick. There we go. All right. Again, that was Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. <clears throat> and it says... Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You see, we, Jesus Christ, is the light of the world. But he also says that you are the light of the world. Now we have to understand that the light that we emanate from our, ourselves is not our light. That is the light of Christ. That is the light of the gospel. We are light bearers. If you take a look, uh, for an example, if you take a look at the moon, the moon does not give off its own light. That light the moon gives off of is from the sun. The sun is, hits the, the moon and it lights up as to what it is, what we see. So the moon is a light bearer. It, only, it doesn't give off its own light. And the same thing for us. We do not give off our own light. <clears throat> but we have the light of Christ, which we need, which it is important for us to light and be that light in, that war, in, the war, in this dark world. In Matthew, uh, and actually a couple of verses back in verse 14, Jesus says, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. So Jesus says, you are the light of the world. In Philippians 
chapter 2, verse 15, it says that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. John chapter 12, verse 36, it says, While ye have light, believe in the light, that ye may be the children of light. These things spake Jesus and departed and hid and did hid, hid, uh, hid, did hide himself from them. So we're children of light. If you're here today, tonight, and you're born again, you are spirit-filled, you're regenerated by the power of the Holy Ghost, and you are God's, you are God's child. You're not just God's child, but you are the you are light. You are you are children of the day. You are children of the light. Why? Because God is light. If you are God's child, and if God is light, that makes you a child of the light. And I'm going to tell you that there are many churches and even many Christians who don't want to shine their light. This is going to be really hard for. This is going to be kind of. Uh, this could step on some toes. But if we don't shine our light, we are not the. We're not the solution. We're the problem. And if we don't shine our lights as we ought to, and if we become that problem, here's why. Because what does light do? Light exposes what's in the darkness. We ought to expose sin. Problem, problem is, why isn't the churches doing that anymore? There's, a, there's very few churches that will ever expose sin. Most of them won't even touch it with a 10-foot pole. Sin is like a bad word you don't say in churches. <clears throat> But we're supposed to we're supposed to reprove the works of darkness. We're to correct, we're to rebuke, we're to reprove, we're, we are to expose. That's what light does. And if we don't shine our light, we're not just the problem, but we're doing a disservice to everyone around us. We ought to shine our we ought to shine our light. In Ephesians chapter 5, Verse 8, it says, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. You know the good news about that is, if you're not walking in light as you should, you can always go before God and repent of your sin, turn to Him, and make it right. Just because we sin doesn't mean that we can't ask for forgiveness, because we can. And the good news is, over 2,000 years ago, Jesus paid for our sins. Even the ones that you will commit, he paid. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 5 through 6, it's what we're going through in Sunday school uh, with Brother Paul. Um, it says here, 5 through 6 of 1 Thessalonians 5, it says, Ye are all the children of light, and the children of the day, we are not of the night nor of darkness therefore let us not sleep as do others but let us watch and be sober watch and be sober we are to have a clean mind that's right 
We ought to have a focused mind. We're not to be distracted of the affairs of this world. And it's much easy, it's really easy to be distracted. I get distracted, we all get distracted. But our main and central focus should be of Christ. Amen? Because He is the only thing that matters. And right now we're entering into a difficult time in our nation. But we ought not to let that distract us from what's important. Our main focus is Christ. In John chapter 8, verse 12, it says, Then spake Jesus again on them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth, have, followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Right. You know, it's interesting. Jesus says light and life are the same thing. Why? Because Christ is life. He came to give life more abundantly. He is that light of the world. God is light. And when you become born again, you are children of the light. We're children of the light. We're to walk in the day, not in the night. Even though this the, the night is coming, we have to shine and let our light shine. And let it be. And we need to shine our lights because we need to show people that there is hope in this world. And that hope is Christ Jesus. We don't want to put ourselves in a position to be costing people eternity. In John chapter 9, verse 5, it says, As long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. And John. 14.6 Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. There is no other way. There is no other light. Lucifer has a false light. And he's drawing people toward that light. But God is the true light. And that light will lead you unto eternal life. But the light that Satan is showing people is a light that will is actually a dim light which will lead people to hell. Let us choose Christ. Let us choose God. Let us choose that perfect and pure light. <clears throat> so, a couple of things that we notice is that Jesus Christ is the light of the world and he is the life. We ought to, we, with that said, the light we shine is not our own, but it is the light of the Word of God that dwells in, in us, and Jesus Christ is the Word of God. Now, this was not, this is not in my notes, but I want to just take you to Psalm uh, 119, or I think it's 118. I can't remember because it's always one of those two. I think it's 119. Uh, I think it's 118, maybe. Nope. That's not what I wanted. Let's see here. Oh, all right, Lord, what is that? It was... Okay, I can't... Um, I can't find it, but there is a... There is, the verse I'm looking and thinking about is... Uh, thy word have I hid in the, uh, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Thy word have I hid in my heart 
When you get born again, where do you ask Jesus to come into? 119.11. Thank you. I was... <laughs> okay, I was right. I was 119. Oh, thank you. Um, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. When you get born again, where do you ask the Lord to preside in? Your heart. Jesus Christ is what? He is the word. Thy word have I hid in my heart. So when you ask the Lord to come into your heart, that is putting the Lord's word in your heart. Why? So that I might not sin against you. And Jesus Christ is that light. So when he comes into our hearts, we are then a light bearer and bear that light of Christ and the word of God. Amen. <clears throat> John 1.1 1, 1, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. John 1.4 114, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. 1 John chapter 5, verse 7, for there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. In Psalm 119, 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word of God is a light unto our path. <clears throat> Amen. When we when we when we keep God the central focus in our life and acknowledge him in our all ways, he will direct our path. And God's ways are good. And God's ways are always better than we can ever ever dream, uh, dream or think of. <clears throat> James chapter 1, verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights. That's God. The Father of lights is God. So that means every single one of you that here that's sitting here today that's born again is a child of light. But remember, it is not our own light. It is the light of the gospel and the light of Christ. In Romans chapter 8, nine, verses 9 through 10, But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell, dwell in you, now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So if you don't have the Holy Ghost dwelling in you, you're not of Christ's. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. Colossians chapter 3, verse 16, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and, and admonishment, one another in psalms and hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And John 14, uh, John 14, 17, Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. Now how can we let our light shine? 
Well, there are many ways I think we can let our light shine, but we're only going to go through three. One of them is love, loving one another as we ought to. And love is not just going up to someone and saying, I love you. Loving someone is being able to tell them the truth regardless of what they think. Because if you can't tell someone the truth, do you really love them? The truth, the, we need to, we ought to love people by telling them the truth. The second one we'll be getting to, hopefully, it will be truth. Explain what that means. And then, hopefully, if we have time, getting into being a godly example. Amen. Now, <clears throat> this is why this is a big deal. Because the, the, the previous few messages I preached, I've been talking about being separated and sanctified. Being a light is what takes the cake of everything. You're either a child of the light or the child of the, dar- the darkness. There is no in-between. Light is what separates you from the world. If we're sanctified and holy, meaning set apart away from sin unto God, and being sanctified, being separated from the world unto God's service, you have light, a light to shine. <clears throat> now, first one is love. Um, Matthew chapter 5, verses 44 through 45. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his son, maketh his, make, he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. Uh, Luke chapter 6, verse 35, it says, But love your enemies, and do good, and lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great, and you shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the and to the evil. Um, let's see here. For time's sake, I won't read all the scriptures that I have. Um, <clears throat> Romans chapter thirteen, verse eight. It says, "Owe no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law." Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith. Here's, here's a big one. 1 John chapter 2, verse 10 through 11. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light. He that loveth his brother abideth where? In the light. And there is none occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness. You see the contrast. If you love your brother, you're in light. If you hate your brother, you're in darkness. Now let me ask you let me ask you the question. You withholding truth from someone that needs to be said, are you loving your brother or are you hating your brother? Because God says that if we are able to do good unto another and yet withhold it, it's sin. Amen? We ought to be loving toward one another. 
When is the last time that we passed out a track to someone? When is the last time we spoke to someone about Christ? When is the last time we took someone to church? If we know someone is lost and we don't witness to them, God might hold us accountable for that. This is not in my notes either, but I'm going to, I'm going to turn here. It's in the Ezekiel, Ezekiel 3, <clears throat> verse 17. Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore hear the word at my mouth and give them warning from me. When I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die, and thou givest him not warning, nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Yet if thou warn the wicked, and he turn not from his wicked wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. Again, when a righteous man doth turn from his righteousness and commit iniquity, and I lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die, because thou hast not given him warning. He shall die in his sin, and his righteousness which he hath done shall not be remembered, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Nevertheless, if thou warn the righteous man that the righteous sin not, and he doth not sin, he shall surely live, because he is warned. Also thou hast delivered thy soul. See, you know, when we warn both the wicked and the righteous, we are, we are doing a loving act. When preachers preach out against sin and expose what's in the darkness, that's love. Why? Because you're showing people that they are sinners in need of a Savior, in need of Christ. You're showing them a path of hope. And to not give that to someone is not loving. You got all these mega church preachers that. All they want is money. They want this and that. They'll tell you, have your best life now. They'll say all these things. And guess what? They're, those people are loving their congregation on their way to hell. When we were saved and set apart, we were saved and set apart for a reason. We're to be a peculiar people, a different people. We're not to be like the world. We are to be in the image of Christ. Amen. <clears throat> now I want to get I want to talk a little bit about truth. Cuz it ties into love. Matthew chapter 28 verses 19 through 20. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them. Now look at it, it says teach all nations. It's not say teach some nations, it says teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. Everything that Christ commanded us is in this book. Your good old King James, that's all we need. We don't need any of that sugar-coated NIV or any of those other New Age translate, translations. All we need is our good old King James. That's all we need. Because really, in the end, the King James is the only... Which language? P. 
pure word. Sorry. The King James Bible is the only pure word inspired and errant word of God, and there is no error. There is no contradiction. The New Age translations, the new, the modern translations, all have contradictions in them. One translation will say another. Another translation will say something different from that translation. Those witnesses can't even agree with each other. So let me ask you this. If they can't agree with each other, why go to them? Because this will save your life. Amen. Amen. Now, John chapter 8. Verse 32. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. See, King James has it right. It's not set you free, because there's a difference between setting you free and making you free. The difference is this. Take a canary cage with the canary in it. Open the door. You set it free. You open the cage, you grab the canary, and take her out and throw her up in the air. You made your, you made, you made the canary free. That's what this Bible does. It takes you, grabs you out of sin, and makes you free. Amen. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Last but not least, let's get, let's talk about being a godly example. <clears throat> James chapter 1, verses 22 through 23. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. James is telling you, you are to be both a doer and hearer. And Jesus said, okay, as for speaking about the, you know, house on a rock and sand that if you if you hear and do the sayings that he tells you to he will liken unto you a wise man who built his house on a what? a rock this here is your rock that we need to build our lives and our faith on you build it on this world this world will crumble and so will your faith and so everything that you built your life on we ought to build our lives on this rock. Jeremiah chapter 11, verse 6. Then the Lord said unto me, Proclaim all these words in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem, saying, Hear ye the words of this covenant and do them. Again, Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 27. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not. For it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth, heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. This world is on a course. To hell and eventually this world is going to fall it's going to fall quicker than a rock 
This is why we need Christ. We need to build our life upon him. Amen. Luke chapter 6, verse 46. And why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Not everyone who says Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. But those who only do the will of my Father will enter in. I want to close with this because we're running out of time. I want you to consider Abraham. Abraham was a man, was not a perfect man, but he was a man of faith. And and the, the good works that Abraham did exemplified his faith. How much more should the good works that we do exemplify our faith? Now remember, good works is not to be saved but good works is because we are saved. That's right. Amen. Because our salvation is not a work salvation. We are saved by grace through faith, not of ourselves, lest any man should boast, for it is the gift of God. Amen. I want to close in prayer, and then Brother Bill will have you come up, okay? <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, I come to you because, Lord, I just pray that you just reach and touch hearts. Lord, you said that your word would not return void. But, Lord, I do pray that you would correct us and chasten us, Lord, that we might repent and come back towards you. Lord, we thank you for all that you've done on the cross. We pray, Lord, that you just work in our hearts, convict us of our sins, show us what we need to repent of. And, Lord, we do thank you and praise you, Lord, for your goodness and mercy. And, Lord, we do lift these things and ask all these things, Lord, in your name. Amen.